0: Hooray, hurrah! Once again, the smartest man in the world, Proofcast, takes you to ether here from the salubrious confines of Western Hollywood's most enchanting place to assignate. The Bar Lubitsch, located here in the back room, right off, conveniently off Santa Monica Boulevard, uh, just blocks down from the pleasure chest, where we're enjoying Schmanuary uh, and all of the sales that go along with it. Uh, It's it's stormy January. So uh, it's exciting to be back here. There's a party in the other room tonight, um, and it's going to matriculate into this room afterward. But I was checking it out just now, and they have um, a DJ and food. So at any point, if this show gets dull to you... (laughs) I'm sure they'd welcome a whole group of people who they don't know that they didn't invite. I think it'd be awesome of you. And in a very Hollywood tradition, just walk in and go, this place is fabulous. I mean, I love the music. Uh, uh, it's a hip hop party. Uh, so try to blend in and uh, attempt to be cool. Um, so it's a groovy to be back. We were in uh, Bermuda uh, the week before. Well, that's right, uh, because I'm... Uh, officially a Yacht Rock Commodore now and I'm touring the great Yacht Rock capitals of the world and uh, any place that's named in the song Kokomo is, is on the itinerary and uh, Bermuda as you know gets in there uh, Pampuda Bermuda I like lots of Smuda and the Chuda. whatever the lyrics are I a fucking horrible song and uh, the, the part that I don't like is that it's the attack you know what I mean like if you're gonna sing let's have some singing or whatever but they go Everybody knows... No, no. Don't insinuate with me that we're going to the Caribbean and we'll get there fast and then we'll take it slow.
1: Gross.
0: (laughs) Gross. I've seen what you look like, Mike Love, and I don't want to take it slow. Pamputa, Barnia, Scoopy, Choopy, Rhea, and Carlupi, Gonzaga, all the little schnagas fucking so we went there and um, uh, hectic customs like dogs and shit but we were in there with Alonzo Bowden you may have listened to the last episode and because Alonzo's been there like 10 times in the last 11 years they went Alonzo when he came at customs and he went like this This there with me and they're like come right into Bermuda <laughs> and I was like fuck I had so much weed at home <laughs> but one meets people one fraternizes is this microphone exceedingly loud? Because it's awesome. <laughs> Please make way. Please. Thank you. Very, It's a nice big house tonight. Uh, that's what she said. It's uh, crowded. And uh, yeah, so we went to Bermuda and it was, it was really lovely. The problem with doing comedy on islands, you may remember uh, an episode from several years back where we went to the Maui Comedy Festival, which was called... The, fir- the first annual uh, Maui Comedy Festival, which, of course, you can't have something for the first <laughs> annual. The word annual means that it happens every year, you see. So it, I'd suggest that it ought to be called the Maui Inaugural Comedy Festival, which met with complete indifference. And uh, <laughs> then now I can't hear myself at all, but I'm quite deaf. It went from a minute ago, a David Coverdalian loudness. <laughs> Well, I don't know where I'm going But I sure know where I've been And I'm on a hold on for the rest of my days Because I know what it means Fucking good record, that one Now, if Bermuda, if that Kokomo song had had David Coverdale singing it We might have got somewhere with that fucking jam Pampuda, jamaica ha Wow! you know just uh, then white snake goes to the beach this time it's in leather watch out for the pythons glurf a lot of white people in bermuda walking around thinking they can wear shorts with a sport coat It may be the only, yeah, it may be the only place on Earth where that's dura gur. if you follow my enchanting fucking tidal breeze, and I think you do, I think you roll off the top of that foam-specked thing uh, toward the pink beach, which is there, indeed, they have pink beaches, and uh, I look fabulous in front of pink, so... (laughs) I laid there for a while uh, and a narwhal came by like, and ah! went, because that's the sound they make when they think they see one of their brothers. <laughs> there are very few narwhals, but what, they, what, what Bermuda doesn't have um, uh, uh, is um, mosquitoes. And so I recommend it. It's overly priced and there's nothing to do after two days. You're like, fuck it, let's just drink. but you're on an island and there's no mosquitoes and there's beaches everywhere if you're beachy type people I presume some of you are I've met a lot of you and I get a lot of I get a writer vibe from some of the yeah (laughs) I'm getting more of a cabin and a lot of solitary drinking followed by uh, intense 17 hour masturbatory fantasy kind of thing followed by uh, crying and uh, and then maybe a letter hastily written and then maybe send hit a little too early in in the psychological game uh, from a lot of the people in the crowd. I'm not getting a beachy thing where like guys are like, yeah, I like to go down to Venice and pump iron. People still do that. You can not laugh at that if you want. And you chose not to, which is really, really ill, poorly chosen on your part. Let me put it this way. I've been on the road a lot, and this show means a good deal to me tonight, and I would rather that everyone in this room perish horribly than this show go poorly. So uh, I want you to know how important this is that you make a big effort tonight. Well, I didn't think the Venice Pumping Iron thing was that cogent. Well, here's the thing about what you think. Um, (laughs) Um... As David Bowie said, I am a DJ, I am what I play, I've got
1: believers!
0: (laughs) Then he passed out in a coke stupor. It was a good record. It was a good record. I liked that one. Super shallow. (laughs) Let's be honest. When David Bowie tried to go deep, sometimes you're like, "Mm -mm -mm, you shouldn't read so much (laughs) sci-fi. But anyway, he went shallow, wildly successful. Blue Jean, Blue Jean, Blue Jean. What? She got pum pum What? She what is she got? And then the one that Jennifer and I always go back to the well on the dancing in the streets duo. <laughs> where they call out the city names and I think it's Mick goes, South America! And you're like, boo, okay, boo. (laughs) South America opened the window and put its head back in. (laughs) South America went Serato, boom, and just closed the fucking window on that clarion call. And then David Bowie doing, a Martha Reeves had more soul than any human alive, right? She was a receptionist at Motown, but was such a grand singer that they put her in the studio and built a group around her and she had an illustrious Fucking rhythm and blues career, and then her song "Dancing in the Streets." David Bowie goes, "This is an invitation across the nation, a chance for folks to meet. They'll be swinging and swaying." I mean, whoa, are you okay? Do you need to sit down and have a cigarette or something? Everything cool, David? No, I'm not knocking David Bowie. We were watching his videos the other night, uh, one after the next, and uh, I came to that decided conclusion after a while. <laughs> bring, me the shallow, bring me the head of shallow David Bowie, and I will fucking venerate it till the end of time. Mm. Some of the lyrics, um, what is it? I uh, always love you. When the world says, hello! When you're a boy. When you're a boy. You get to wear a uniform. When you're a boy. No, not always. <laughs> the other boys check you out. Oh, I get it. You get your Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's like Tom Jones Bowie.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, that's what Bermuda was like. And then... We bought a rum cake for Ryan. Ryan, do you have the rum cake? Yeah, I have the rum yeah I'm gonna. I want to look, look at the box for a oh, second. I mean, yeah. No, we're not gonna open it. But I, I want you to eat it. On your own. Um, I just wanted to. Uh, we were wondering. Oh golly, we've been home a couple of days. Uh, should we still give him the cake? Best before March nineteenth. <laughs> I'm guessing this went out around Christmas time. <laughs> Sugar, ingredients, sugar, enriched wheat flour, bleached flour, niacin, reduced iron, thiamine, mononitrate. That sounds good. <laughs> this is when it gets excellent. Partially hydrogenated vegetable shortening. cottonseed oil. Motor oil.
1: <laughs>
0: For our Scottish friends, Dockham's oil. For our American friends, Quaker state. Vanillin. Vanillin. I'm sorry, I can't see you now. The cocoa factory is closed. We're turning into another flavor. It's all white. You've heard of vanilla. This is vanillin. Let yourself go and taste it.
1: Lap up the vanillin.
0: It's got alcohol in it. <laughs> um... BHT and citric acid, uh, citric acids, preservatives. Uh, by the way, that's the punctuation there. And citric acids, preservatives. No comma. Cornstarch, mono and diglycerides, uh, comma brackets. Non-fat milk solids. Ooh, that sounds good. Uh, sodium stereolactylate lactylate. That's just milk, and it's dry. A lot of times, if you walk by a cow they'll be producing uh, sodium lactylate, uh, guar gum put this in your mouth and chew it it comes from the jungle we tapped it out of a tree from the white people of Bermuda comes guar gum A flavor only to be enhanced by the wearing of Bermuda shorts with black socks and loafers and a blazer you're sure to be mistaken for a banker douchebag who works for HSBC and has just made over a deal to fuck equatorial Africa with the World Bank Gosling's black seal rum shouldn't that be the first ingredient? You can see that there's a page of ingredients here. This isn't just an ingredient list; it's a short novel by Stevenson. <laughs> it's the first chapter of Kidnapped. Ends with these exact words:
1: <laughs>
0: "Soy lettuce, in boy." <laughs> Gosling's Black Seal rum If you've never read Treasure Island The, t- the title page of Treasure Island goes 16 men on a dead man's chest Yo ho ho And a bottle of rum That's how it fucking reads And you're like Oh That's where it That's why That's why That's why And Long John Silver doesn't just have a peg leg, he has an entire wooden leg, which is really weird. And a pirate a parrot that screams and a pirate that screams parrot. And a parrot that parrots the parrot all the time, while it pirates with the parrot parroted. There's a picture of a three-masted ship, and underneath it the word chocolate. Which was the name of the first slave vessel that reached Bermuda. They did away with slavery before the United States did, but didn't, didn't everybody? <laughs> Welcome to tonight's show! Pampuda. Uh, then I went to uh, uh, Walnut Creek, California, which is um, a BART stop, and it's lovely. My two most distinct memories of Walnut Creek... And you're not going to read a novel that ever starts with that. Not even Eugene O'Neill, who lived in Danville, would have written that sentence. My two most distinct memories of Walnut Creek. uh, Leaving. (laughs) Accidentally passing through on my way to Oakland. Yeah, we pulled someone out of the crowd, uh, and they said they were from Oakland... And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. I think you mean Piedmont. (laughs) Thank you for getting that. I don't have time to explain to Belgium and all the other countries that this fucking podcast broadcasts to. But I will say this. Here's one in the eye for you, Mr. Hitler, and off we go. (laughs) Because we're going global with the smartest man in the world, Proopcast. Tonight, hosted by a bad Ronald Coleman impersonation. (laughs) How Ah, oh, the shutdown. Terrible business, that, yes. <laughs> Men in a room shouting at one another. Discord. Mm. <laughs> Why can't we all just come together and have a jolly good time and a drink? What ho? Oh, uh-huh.
1: <laughs>
0: if I was a, a diplomat, I would act like a 30s English one from a movie. I would wear an ascot and a, manac- a manacle. I would wear manacles. I would, I would resume the slave trade uh, and I would wear those manacles. You know, Columbus was sent home. Uh, uh, yeah. You're like, how can you send someone home from like San Salvador or whatever? Um, he, it was the second voyage and they made him governor. And uh, of, not of... of Puerto Rico I can't remember where and uh Dominican and he uh, uh he fucked it up horribly so they sent another ship by this point right we're only talking a few years after the first voyage that everyone makes so much out of that he can't how did he ever do the first voyage within uh, like two years there was boats going back and forth so uh the boat comes and they arrest him and uh they put him in chains and um he's like mm. and yeah, no and the, we're going back to Seville by the way and you're under arrest and shit and Columbus bums and uh they uh Uh, The captain goes like, you don't have to wear them and shit Admiral (laughs) You know, it was a little white guy Privileged thing, you know you might have noticed when uh, Mike Flynn pleaded guilty and was paraded out uh, to the SUV that they didn't perp-walk him with his hands behind his back and throw him up against the car, which we also richly wanted. He also has spent no time in Puritan punishment stocks, which I think has to be brought back almost immediately. <laughs> Everyone involved in Russiagate has to go in Puritan fucking stocks. And if I told you what the Russians did to torture people in the 19th century, you wouldn't sleep tonight, so I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to tease you with it, and then you're going to run home And look it up. (laughs) I know what baby wants. Um, Right? So, uh, yeah, I would affect that because I think it gets a lot more diplomacy done. It's a lot more disarming. And you're like, uh, oh, yes, terrible business about North Korea. Pim's (laughs) cop? Jennifer overheard two white guys on the plane um, go uh, rich white guys, old white guys with silver hair. The kind that we oughtn't trust anymore and need to be driven from society. But Greg, you're an old guy with silver hair. Think how lonely I feel saying this. <laughs> uh, rich old men with silver hair are not to be trusted. They have nothing good in mind for you. And you're like, but so- surely some of them could be trusted. mm mm-hmm. Maybe your grandpa or whatever. But let me ask you this. When you were home at the holidays, did your grandfather go, Yeah, well, it would have been worse with Hillary. Scotch? Then <laughs> you went, Yes, Grandline, love one. And you choked back what little self-respect you had. Only a couple of you. <laughs> well, aside with the riderly vibe, I'm not getting a Midwestern vibe, which is interesting for me. Usually, L.A. is swarming with fucking people from the Midwest, and you can see them. I'm from San Francisco, so I can barely see you from where I'm sitting, much less from where I'm from. Are you really from San Francisco? Well, near. Near enough for you. Um... Thank you for laughing like that. That was awesome. (laughs) Speaking of San Francisco, he said, said, Wing, uh, yeah, we went to Walnut Creek and then we went to Oroville. And uh, Oroville's in Butte County, California. Here's my two things that I'm going to hip you to about Butte County. One, you're never going there. (laughs) Sorry, the list was too long. There's only one thing. (laughs) Lewis is a grand friend of the show and has given us some extraordinary gifts, including uh, The Devil in Love by Gazat. Gazat or Gavot, Gazat. Gazat. Thank you, Gazat. Uh, which is an extraordinary novel from the... Uh, Gazat was uh, executed by the uh, the, the um, First Revolution, right? Mm-hmm. Robespierre, as people didn't admit. And, uh, a staunch imperialist. And he wrote this fantastic uh, uh, novel about uh, the devil coming to Earth in uh, uh assuming a pleasing guys and uh, fooling a young foolish rich guy and shit it's quite good Um, in the book of uh, there's an awful movie called um, The Seventh Victim is it? no what's the one with Johnny Depp where they oh I confused it with a Val Lewton movie didn't I? uh (laughs) The Ninth Gate, yeah. Johnny Depp is playing older than he is, so they've given him Frank Sinatra in the Manchurian Candidate grade um, sideburns, and, and he he licks his cigarettes compulsively for some reason. I think that's acting, and then uh, he 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 goes to the minibar in every hotel he stays in, and he opens up a bottle immediately and drinks it. This is his character, and uh, he it shouldn't have been him. It should have been Giancarlo Giannini. Okay, now. Uh, um, Because the guy's supposed to be a world-wizened, sort of larcenous book thief type who goes and steals books for rich people, right? And um, he steals this book that's a a gateway to summoning the devil and whatnot. Um, And in the book, which is called um, Club Dumas um, by Arturo Perez-Riverte, the devil is, in fact, in one scene reading The Devil in Love. And uh, he walks by and describes the devil... Why are you telling us all this, Greg? Because you don't know it. And it's important for you to know now. Two things. Satan's got a pretty firm fucking hold on the world right now. So you might want to fucking get hip to some Satan jive. And two, it's fun. I'm not a Satanist in any way. And I believe that people who are like when Jimmy Page... You know, like bought Alistair Crowley's house... And like, really... (laughs) <laughs> really Led Zeppelin's gonna fucking Satanize you and shit you might get sexually molested for sure you might snort amphetamine mixed with heroin that's gonna happen there might be some awesome pedophilia going on with Led Zeppelin you're not gonna get fucking Satanized at any point at no point will the devil rise and shit I guess I'll keep on
1: rolling. <laughs>
0: Here, um, uh, will you spin um, uh, that Immigrant Song? I know I've overplayed it on the show, but I don't care. We're talking about Satan, and when Satan comes up, you've got to bring up Led Zeppelin. Oh, but wouldn't you bring up Black Sabbath? Mm, I want the show to, you know, perk along. <laughs> I never got Black Sabbath, and I'm from then. I know, alright, someone went, oh. <laughs> but heard heavy metal, white Dude. <laughs> Crying in the night Allowing his hurt to play in front Surely you found it. No, it has to go back to the very beginning and be really loud. It has to go back to the very beginning and be really loud. First of all, turn it up. Second of all, go back to the very beginning.
1: Start again. It's hard to use.
0: Well, it's an iPod. So, there's a dial on the side. It's got a light on it. It's made of Bakelite. Thank you. Four people are following this. There's a meter on the top with a red red needle. you're, You're peeking it. Ryan, I can't afford to leave the stage empty for that long. There. Well, now we've heard the whole song, Ryan. But we've heard it like we were hiding under the cover. No, don't... Okay, now... yeah. Go back to the beginning. Go back to the beginning. Don't yell, I can't. This is not a trip to Bermuda. You keep rowing. Loud. Right. Yeah. Right. Hammer of the Gods. Yeah, he's going to Valhalla, you guys. Robert Plant is going to Valhalla. In case anyone wants to go to Mount Olympus, I'll be hitching a ride a little later. Some other famous resting grounds. Here, turn that down just a touch till it's gone. Jane Mansfield's on the cover with Anton LaVey. Lewis, who, as I was describing before, gave us The Devil in Love and an annotated version because I very thoughtlessly lost Jennifer's version of The Devil in Love in a hotel room somewhere. And, but I, somewhere, I mean, I really don't remember where I lost it. And uh, then he also gave us a, 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 a really lovely Maltese Falcon. And I mean a Maltese Falcon, you know. So everyone who comes over, I ask them to say, what is it? They pick up the <laughs> Falcon and, and they go, what is it? And I go, the stuff that dreams are made of <laughs> you may hang and you may not um, oh naked chicks see that's what Satanism was all about <laughs> keeping women down like every other endeavor men invented <laughs> more naked girls this time with candles Ant LeVay lived around the corner uh, well he didn't uh, did he live he had his office and uh the devil had an office on 20th, 23rd and Lake 25th and 26th and Lake California maybe California. yeah and um he lived around the corner and uh, from us, or we, or we lived around the corner I, I don't think uh I think you live around the corner from Satan um Satan of course could manifest anywhere uh sometimes in Broadway musicals uh so we went over to his crib one day. And, and by the way, his house was painted black and had a giant fence around it. Like a formidable, way more than anyone in the neighborhood. Like everyone, it was a cutesy pie. This is the Richmond district in San Francisco. It was all like, you know, little quaint and curious houses from the... Th- 30s and 40s and shit and, and little fences and whatnot and his had a fucking formidable like stalag 18 you know affair the wood slats inside the uh, cyclone fence that one with the gate and and a, a complete security but an 80s one so it you know it had uh, uh, you know big buttons and shit so Jennifer and I had a camera and we took it over there a video camera and we I brought a little devil head with me and I was like, we're here in front of Ant LeVay's house. Let's see if he's home. Hi, I'm here. I'm visiting, you know, and I'm like, it's the 80s. So, Jennifer was a child. She doesn't even remember this. Um, I, uh, uh, uh the, all of a sudden, the, uh, someone's coming out of the house and she comes up to us. Or does she come out of a car? No, she came out of the house. She came out of the house and she strode toward us and she went, hey, um, you know, really? And, uh, <laughs> She goes um, um, The 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 guy who lives here Is um, a bit of an odd duck <laughs> This was Anton LaVey Who for years Was the head of the Church of Satan Now I don't There wasn't an elected position As far as I know There's not an electoral college Full of like little demons And shit <laughs> the vote, votes yay You know there was none of, There was none of that There was no You know Familiars, but the you know, a black dog walks into the room and oh, oh, if I only had Black Dog by Led Zeppelin, that's the same, that's the Satan song, right? I don't have it. I don't have it. That's a goodie. I got stoned to that every morning for an entire year in high school, school days my friend Laura Alexander lived in apartment 7 I lived in apartment 3 I would walk upstairs and we would get high because her mother was already at work and then we would uh, drive in my Chevy over to the school which was 2 blocks away (laughs) that way you could smoke to open the car too (laughs) Mm -hmm. smartest man in the world didn't just come out of nowhere so Anne LeVay uh, played piano at the Lost Weekend on Terraval which was a particular favorite of ours to drink at mind you it had been years since he had done this when we drank there Uh, but we we drank there I think the theater uh, group in San Francisco drank there um uh in those days and uh, they had a a giant piano uh, that was up on a thing right it was you know sing along time and uh, the guy was named Rodney and um, we were way too young to be there so they tolerated us right there would be like 20 college kids just shit face drunk going out you know smoking dope in the bathroom hall and uh Uh, Everybody there was middle-aged and, you know, alcoholic. And uh, it was called The Lost Weekend, you guys. And there was a giant piano thing that dominated or whatever. And uh, what was the song you would sing? Uh, um, I I, I go out in every type of weather. That's because my bags are made of leather. (laughs) I'm your mailman. Like, uh, you know, just like corn... (laughs) I got up extraordinarily high and drunk one night with another guy and we tried to sing That's Life by Frank Sinatra and we fucked it so hard that there was anger and the song was stopped Short. The song was stopped Short by the patrons of The Lost Weekend who objected to two 19-year-olds having their way with my... No, it was That's Life, yeah. Because when we got to the I've been a puppet, a peanut, a pirate, a popo, you know, it just fell apart there. Didn't, didn't, get, a, didn't get across the finish line with that version. So she comes out and she remonstrates with us and tells us not to fuck with Anton. I've told this before on the show, but I'm going to tell it again because we've got the book now. Uh, uh, When you rang the Church of Satan, it was listed in the yellow pages in San Francisco. And when you rang their number, there was a machine and it would go beep. You have reached the Church of Satan and the Temple of Sat. If this is a, if this is an ectoplasmic matter, press one. If if you need a black mass, press two. If there has to be a ritual sacrifice, pr- I'm not kidding. There was a smorgasbord, like a gay porn line from the '80s. I'm Sergeant Commando. Kneel before me. Press one if you want to. Yeah, you know one of those. Brit as a friend of the show, or rather Brit. Oh, gosh, we should probably cut her last name out there, Ryan. You might want to make it up. Uh, she's done many great graphics for us, and uh, she's a very nice young lady who lives somewhere. And uh, she seems to have done something that I have no idea this was coming. She sent it to Bar Lubitsch, which is awesome, because Bar Lubitsch had it behind the bar very trepidatiously. Um, they thought it was um, something you have to... Oh, what does it say? Oh, proofs, Boy, I, I'm... <laughs> Quick on the uptake there, huh? It just says poops. Is there an R in there somewhere? No. Wait. Where? In the envelope. Okay, all right, all right. Jesus Christ, he dropped something. All right, I'm going to have a go at this. S-P. No, no, here it is. P R. P-R-O-O Oh, there's another P. What the fuck does that spell? G! your first name. Yeah, I know. I, I, was do, I was doing a terrible pun, and I went, G! And, and instead, you went literal on me. Like Elmo the fucking Elemental Otter. The grammar otter's here It's your first name Stop with the levity and the mirth making This show is rated PG For for Proops Greg There, now I've done it Proops That was really sweet of you, Britt. And look, she made a Little Kittens McTavish It's just the cutest Little Kittens McTavish Yes, you you would do well to applaud for Britt. Thank you very much, Britt. Uh, we'll see you probably on the road somewhere, and when we do, we'll thank you. That was really kind of you. She's good in a lot of different. Uh, well there was playing cards once, as I recall, and then I don't know how to make these because um, I didn't go to school with Pat Boone, and I was never I was never in Bye Bye Birdie, so I did not know how to or uh, what is it Glee and whatnot. Uh, what are some ones where people wear little varsity sweaters with numbers um, num- um fig uh, the
1: animal house
0: yeah he animal house alright yeah
1: Archie. Archie.
0: did someone say Archie's
1: <laughs> what'd they say they
0: Archie, Archie? Oh, like Archie Comets? Yeah. oh right he wore a little letter didn't he oh and Reggie totally wore a Riverdale R yeah fucking A Archie wow <laughs> That, that comic really didn't give women a high enough plateau, did it? <laughs> Let me get this straight. Veronica's a rich bitch, and her hair's black. Betty'll do anything, and is pathetic, and has no self-esteem, and her hair's blonde. Then there's Midge, who fucks the ugly giant guy. This sounds about right. Exactly like my high school. <laughs> And what? Oh, Jughead. But Jughead was like fucking um, uh, Skanky on Scooby Doo. What was his name? Skiffy, Scravy? I know what his fucking name is. Back off. Let me do comedy. Will everybody calm down with the correcting here tonight? I get things wrong. That's the joke. Jesus Christ. Well, shouldn't you be more meticulous? It's called the smartest man in the world. Let me have parameters, won't you? I don't come to your fucking work and go, oh, you drew outside the line. Scampy.
1: G Scoob.
0: Right? It was, it was Casey Kasem. Uh, he was the stoner one, right? Because he was scruffy and had a beard and shit, man. It was like Bob Denver and um, Dobie Gillis, which nobody remembers, so I don't know why I brought that up. But there you are. It was Manor G. Krebs. Um, thank you for the, uh, uh, Brit, and thank you, Lewis, for those fine, fine gifts. Uh, now I would like to read uh, from my phone. <laughs> As I hold the emblem of white privilege, I can think of only two things suppressing people of color and golf a football game took place today what's that got to do with the price of tofu I hear you cry what's that how's that going to brown my kale well the team was the New England Patriots they're owned by a white supremacist they're managed by a white supremacist and they're quarterbacked by a white supremacist other than that everything's hunky to the dory uh, no one follows football in this room but if you did, if you were a regular person that lived in America you would have watched the game with great interest today. I've spoken on Boston at length probably more than any other town in the United Nations of the States and in this great confederacy of ours from sea to shining lake um, from purple monkeys majesty all to those fruity papes I I <laughs> I every time I go to Boston, and I rank on Boston, and there's a reason why. It's full of a bunch of racist guys named fucking Dennis. Okay, that's why. They live in Southie, and they're douchewads. I can't have a drink in Boston without someone going socks. I'm like shut up stop yelling the names of your sports teams why don't you ever yell like (laughs) Hawthorne Emily Dickinson (laughs) hit the fucking playlist up a little why you don't but you don't you yell swarks and shit like that and then uh, I go there and someone will like go I'll go to like the north end which is like fantastically racist and um, sort of overwhelmingly there's right? all Italian restaurants and there's cannoli places and shit and I'll walk in and they got pictures of like only Italian stars on the wall like do the right thing and shit no I'm kidding it's not I'm kidding uneasy laughter I understand your feelings are heightened because of the SAG awards <laughs> a lot of the guys in this room were actually thinking about doing something I know how hard that is for a lot of the guys so I'm with you man Du du Kampf eh? Eh? Jawohl So uh, to make a long story longer Ant LeVay comes out and he's taken the form of the 8th avatar of Vishnu Now this was a surprise to Jennifer and I Uh, No, uh, where was I Ryan? Oh, now you're not listening. Before when I got it wrong about the fucking song, which I was trying to get wrong, you're all over me like, why don't fucking rise? Now that I'm talking, you're on your phone sending texts to your boyfriend and shit. Boston. Boston. The city and the group.
1: <laughs>
0: Boo. All right. I listened to the album. I bought it when I was in high school. But really, do-do-do-do, smoke here! No. And then, what rhymes with smoking? I feel all right, mama. I'm not joking, yeah. Oh, God. Really? Boom. Of course, there's some shitties. Later during New Wave, we let a lot of shit skate. Didn't we? Just cause shit changed, we let it skate. all of a sudden they're skinny ties, but they're still douchebags. And you're like, wow, how did that fucking happen? It's 7th after oh, No. Thank you. No one remembers that song. Thank God. One person and they're hysterical, and I love you for that. What about this one? I want to know what you're thinking. Something is on your mind. That one. Wow. Information Society, I believe. That was what was wrong. We let there be groups called Information Society. It doesn't mean anything. It's two things taken off the front of an encyclopedia or the doorways in a museum's offices. I don't know. Boo. We're called National Geographic. I like your parrot.
1: Ow, ow, ow,
0: Yeah, there was that, and then there was horribly cha. Yeah, that happened too in the 80s. The 80s had some low moments, and cha was one of them. Because the song went, Don't turn around, uh oh, the calmest of them town, uh oh, and then it's, cha, cha. Why are you saying cha? Are you okay? Go sit with David Bowie. He's doing a really shitty album right now. It's the 80s. Oh, fuck you. Come on. I'm funny and you know it. Don't act all protective. Let it loose. That's a good one too. So every time I go to Boston there could be nicer to me. buying me meals and shit. But I'm not getting off them. And I'm not getting off this either. Tom Brady wore a Make America Great hat last season. And reporters asked him about it. And he was like, hey, whatever man. I don't want to talk about it. And um, Bill Belichick, who is the coach of the team, wrote a letter to Trump saying, I hope you win tomorrow. Good luck to you man. I hope you make America great again. And the owner of the team donated to Trump. So my tolerance for Boston before all of these facts was minimal. And then after that, <laughs> fuck you, Tom Brady, and fuck you, Gazelle, as well, or whatever your name is. The both of you and your diet. Let's have better heroes, you guys. Come on, let's fucking kick that shit into gear. I got, I got 150 women gymnasts that are braver than Tom Brady ever was for overinflating his balls. Suddenly, I just went all Fox News. Apples and oranges, Greg.
1: <laughs>
0: the struggle is real for white people. We're here tonight. Why am I reading that one? Then um, uh, Wednesday we'll be at uh, the uh, the Greg Poops Film Club has come back. We are going to be at the uh, excuse me the Egyptian Theater, the Cinema Tech on Hollywood Boulevard at the Egyptian Theater. We are showing Pee Wee's Big Adventure on uh, Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> with a score by Danny Elfman uh, who I've had the great pleasure of uh, having to confabulate with and uh, work with uh, last Christmas we did uh, Nightmare Before <coughs> Christmas Live at the Barclay Center in um, Brooklyn and it was unbelievably fucking fun uh, one day I'll tell you stories yeah maybe not uh, no, nothing bad happened it was, it's a family show It's not like it was a Led Zeppelin concert or whatever. And we conjured up Satan before the show because it's the nightmare before Christmas and I wore a Jack Skellington outfit and many people came around and anointed me with different oils and I laid in a shallow ditch with a fishbone escorted to my hair until the waxing moon rose over Brooklyn. (laughs) And then I was licked by... (sighs) Finally, Ryan laughed. (laughs) First first he was all about correcting the show Then he was checked out for a while Then there was the unable to operate the iPod portion of our program Where we heard Led Zeppelin like this Hi, this is Greg, and this is the Quiet Storm We got some Led Zeppelin coming out for you Led Zeppelin smooth jazz Ah, 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 they came from the land of the ice and snow. Where they go? Oh, oh. Greg's gone Bermuda. I listen to nothing but Steely Dan now. And what's the other one? Um, down, down in Jamaica they got lots of pretty women. Yeah, on
1: and on. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, I know what you're trying to get me to do and I'm not going to be drawn into that vortex. (laughs) Minute by minute by minute. I keep holding on. (laughs) I was in... Let's just stop and talk about me for a minute. I was in... (laughs) fuck we have, we have no time left for this fucking show do you know how much has happened in politics this week that's why we came here Greg we didn't want to think about this shithole shutdown for two seconds of our fucking lives I was in the play Charlie's Aunt when I was in junior college yeah, Charlie's Aunt. And uh, it's a, a play where a guy dresses in drag through the whole show. Well, I didn't get the part of the aunt, uh, which I tried for massively, right? You have to wear drag through the whole show. At the beginning, they're English. They're in, English school buses public school. And we were doing 19-year-old San Mateo fucking English accents, which was like, oh, hello. You know? So it was like a Mike Myers sketch. Yeah. Oh, hello, hey. And uh, so... uh, I'll be here with Mike Meyer where did Ryan go what he just fucked off Ryan give me a drink I'll have a full Bermuda so I was in Charlie's aunt and uh, I didn't get the part here's two theater stories from high school Really? You want to hear this shit? Yeah. A lot of my listeners are listening in a blanket fort and they're 13 years old. And their dream is to one day be a performer, like me. And uh, when they hear these stories, it's going to boost them to the... Love lifts us up where we belong. Where the eagles... Uh, I turned into Cher there at the end who was at the Women's March in Las Vegas today and uh, I've told this story but I'm going to briefly tell a little bit of it again Drew Carey and I went to see Cher on a very special date years ago and uh, with Colin Mockery and Brad Sherwood the four of us went. we were in Atlantic City, New Jersey and she was playing on the boardwalk and it was the second year of her farewell tour Much like the annual Hawaiian Comedy Festival, which, by the way, there wasn't a second one, so it really was the inaugural one. Uh, we were also in Finland, and I don't think they called that one the annual Finnish... And it wasn't even called the Finnish. What was it called? Helsinki or something? Did you get me one? I was yelling. I'm sorry. Well, you were already out there. I was all right. No. We use buffalo grass? Yeah. If you want, if you have time... Maybe someone in the audience will volunteer during this. I have
1: time. Because
0: these are two gay high school theater stories. And really, we should have music playing now. It looks like. I hope I get it. I hope I get it. How many people does he
1: need?
0: I really need this job. Yeah. So the first one is, uh, we were in junior college and uh, we did Charlie's Aunt. So I read for the uh, part of Charlie's Aunt, which is named Lord Fancock Babberley.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and um, he has to wear drag through the whole show, which is in uh, like Victorian drag. So it's like, uh, what do they call it, an anti-macassar? You know, like really, really, and a big black dress. And the guy who got it was named Dave. And he was an absolute fucking riot. And he was gay. And when he put the dress on, he lit the fucking night up. And he could play the piano like a demon, and the part requires piano playing, which you have to fake if the person doesn't play the piano. And he could really play it. And um, the running line, uh, the gag in the show that's supposed to be so funny is, I'm from Brazil, where the nuts come from, right? So, yeah, okay, you're right not to laugh. So... I played Charlie in Charlie's Aunt and uh, uh, what was the point of this story? It's leading into this story. We did Sugar in high school and Sugar is the musical version of Some Like It Hot. Well, if you haven't seen Some Like It Hot, leave the goddamn room. But secondly, it's Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis and it's one of Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis is in three movies where he can be proud and it's one of them. Really, Lepke? Which movie are we talking about here? The Shield of Falworth The Vikings I love the Vikings And Spartacus of course I, was taught, I taught music to the children of my master <laughs> You're really ranking on the dead tonight Craig How come you can't give the living a chance Because I can't do a James Franco impression Because there's no 17 year olds in the room So Oh, that was harsh. Now the crowd's bad again. We wish we were at the SAG Awards, but we're not invited. So, we we're in high school and we we're doing sugar for Summer Stock, right? At, uh, Sequoia High School in Redwood City. Well, who went to Sequoia High School in Redwood City that we should know about, Greg? Um, Kenny Ortega. Um, yeah, who? Fuck you. who? Is who? <laughs> he directed all of the high school musical movies. And he was the choreographer for the. Oh, thank you, my darling were you the one who gave me the Hillary onesie oh I love you so much we had so much fun with the Hillary onesie the Hillary onesie it's right and tight it plays all night it's ready to lead the nation the Hillary onesie it's so fun for kids from every nation The the onesie the onesie the one that won all of the votes the onesie the onesie the man went for it all totes they put her down just like a clown they had to make fun of her hair it was so much fun wearing the onesie I tried to put it on but Hillary's four foot nine so the onesie was really a halfsey on me uh, so we're, we're doing sugar and uh, some like at Hada's you know they dress and drag again Uh, um, to avoid gangsters, and they join an all-girl orchestra that goes to Florida where they meet an old man who pervs on them and eventually marries one of them. And yeah, it's a good show. And you've never heard any of the songs because there are no hit songs from the musical Sugar. If I told you I was in Hello, Dolly, you'd be like, oh, right, I heard that one. If I said I was in Mame, you'd be like, yeah, I think I know one. If I told you I was in, uh, uh, because Mame's got some goodies, uh, Where's that boy with the bugle? Um, But the, uh, yeah, I was a high school fucking theater fag, so fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you a lot. And uh, they let us do anything. Do you understand what theater was like? I don't know what club you were in, the key club or wherever You were in shop or whatever with a bunch of douche canoes. There was chicks in the theater group, yeah, and we smoked dope and took drugs and smoked and shit when we were like kids and you're, well we did in my group too, yeah but you were douchebags we were fucking fun okay, some of us rehearsed a little too loudly in the lobby I wasn't in that group so we do sugar and I wanted to play the Jack Lemon part so bad because Jack Lemon is the guy and he doesn't want to do it. But then when they dress and drag, he goes bananas as a woman. They decide they're going to be Geraldine and Josephine. And as soon as they meet the first man, he goes, I'm Daphne! <laughs> like that, right? And loses his mind and so he's, he's like a sexed up super freak through the whole fucking thing and I auditioned for it I fucking learned the songs and shit I fucking got out there and I didn't get it and the guy who got it was named Rich and he was gay and he was terrible at the comedy and I was really angry at him and then we got to the point in rehearsals where he wore drag and when he put the dress on he was the funniest fucking person that ever lived in the history of mankind and I got the part of the old man who pervs on him so he and I would kiss each other on stage and shit and fucking I would nuzzle his shoulder and the crowd would go fucking bananas every night and I was like oh my god they were right they were right not to cast me in this I would have never been this fucking funny and he could sing like the very devil he was fucking good I sang but you know he, sa- he could really fucking sing so there's two stories of guys wearing drag uh, from high school and junior college and by the way we knew they were gay this was the 70s there wasn't like a bamboo curtain or whatever that separated us with like drawings on it or whatever they didn't have to hide behind like the Liza with a Z poster or whatever for us to know <laughs> was kind of an open secret then and by the way there were gay groups um, uh, your, your village peeps were on the radio and shit and uh, Jennifer and I were at, uh, in fact the nightmare before Christmas and uh, one of the village people showed up at the after party and I did I, my nerve failed me
1: <laughs>
0: I did not go up and I will regret that forever which one was it Jennifer? the cowboy, the cowboy. laughter And I don't have it on my pie pod, but I wish I did. There's a lot of hits by the Village Peeps. And of course, we've all heard YMCA to the point where we want to rip our own eyeballs out and feed them to a passing bobcat. But there's one that goes, San Francisco, San Francisco, San Francisco. You got me? That one's fucking good. That one's really good. It's called San Francisco. (laughs) I'll be punching up Whitesnake's lyrics as the evening goes on. Uh, oh, fuck. Really? That's all right. Oh, I, yeah. I haven't read this yet. Uh, we're here tonight. And then we're going to show Pee-Wee's Big Adventure on Wednesday. Then we're back at uh, Bar Lubitsch on the 4th. And, um... I know right for free and there's going to be um, um, A cotillion going on In the other room Uh, They're having a coming out party for some of Beverly Hills Hottest young ladies And uh, uh, on the first Is it the first or the second Jennifer Is the LP uh, The Lady Parts Justice League uh, The first February 1st um, From 4 o'clock in the afternoon To 7 o'clock In the evening West Coast time That will be 7 and 9 is it no, I've got it all wrong. Fuck me. In any case, that night on the 1st, uh, we're doing a telethon uh, for Lady Parts Justice League, which is a, a group that uh, provides help uh, for women who are seeking reproductive justice. Um, they go around the country. They do the deal. You may have heard the episode from Jackson, Mississippi, where we went to the pink house there. They painted the place when we were there. Uh, uh, they, they bought them supplies. They, they really are on the ground. Um, helpful and then of course escorting as well and jazz like that Um, I'm not telling you the location of where we're doing it because the people who oppose um, women's right to choose are crazy and that's why I'm not telling you we have been asked um, to not tell you and so take that on board when this issue uh, comes in front of you. Uh, if, you if you're if you thinking, oh, golly, isn't it just legal and everybody's cool and everything's cool? No, it isn't at all. Um, this country is wild and it's wild westy. And the people who oppose, uh, the people who detest women, um, I, I, I don't, I don't want to split hairs anymore about a bunch of different things. I'm too old and I don't care. Um, if you are not for gun control, then you're part of a death cult. If you're not uh, a pro-choice and you don't believe in a woman's right for absolute bodily autonomy over every element of her reproductive process, you're misogynist. I, there's no splitting hairs anymore. I don't really care. There's not two sides to the argument. I'm sick of it. We've had Whataboutism and Two Sides and Mark Halperin and Charlie Rose and Matt Lauer and everything until the end of goddamn time. We've heard from everybody who thinks that there's two sides to every fucking argument, which means there's a white people, rich guy, white-haired guy side, which Jennifer saw these two guys on the plane, and they said to each other, going back to that story, they were wearing sweaters and they said to each other, well, he's crazy, but I like his policies. (laughs) So that's where we're coming from. Yes, what indeed? Um, and so we're doing this Lady Parts Justice thing. Andy Richter's going to be there. Sarah Silverman and uh, uh, Liz Winstead are, are are doing the whole enchilada. There's a million comedians on there. I don't have it on my website yet, so I uh, you still have a website? Yeah, it's dial up. And um, uh, so, but there's a million comics on it. And so please join us there for that, won't you? Um, that night um, you can watch on LadyPartsJustice.com or Liz Winstead's Facebook. It's going to live stream on the night and jazz like that. It's a really, really worthy cause. And if you're looking for a place to throw $5, you you could do worse than that. The front line of uh, protecting democracy and the front line of maintaining liberty and all of our societal norms that we feel so tenuously, perilously bouncing around the frothy sea of insanity and orange fucking malice and malevolence is... Um, to respect women and to help them. And one of the ways you can is by giving to Lady Parts justice because I assure you the money goes directly uh, to things that um, help protect women's health care because reproductive rights are part of women's health care. They're a paramount part, not just the having of babies or anything like that, every element of women's health care. Why don't we care about it more? Ah, because men... Um, evidently cannot achieve two and that 's an overarching overriding concern in a medical science and in America. Look at the men who control everything. Have a gander at the cabinet and tell me any of them have urinated successfully without pain <laughs> if you can look at Jefferson Beauregard Sessions and tell me that blood flows to every part of his body I will award you one of those pink bubblegum cigars from when we were little and you can chew the end off of it. We're back here on February 4th uh, then the 18th we're back again at Bar Lubitsch far too many fucking gigs here and I love it. Uh, then we just added this one, the 21st of uh, February. We're going to bring the Greg Proops Film Club back to the Egyptian theater. Gun Crazy with uh, Peggy Cummins and John Dahl. Peggy Cummins just started swirling into the heavens. We would had it on our list. Jennifer, as you know, is the uh, uh, Macha chief procurer and curator of the Greg Proops Film Club. Yeah, I chose a couple movies. Anyway, Jennifer mostly picks them and uh, 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 so we talked about Gun Crazy and uh, Uh, then Peggy Cummins uh, swirled on us and so we thought fuck it and so we went to the Cinematheque and said how about Gun Crazy and they're like oh fuck yeah Uh, if you haven't seen Gun Crazy Bonnie and Clyde is a slow paced documentary Uh, Natural Born Killers is a derivative TV movie Gun Crazy is the living bloody end man we go together Laurie like guns and ammunition Mm. it's hot stuff Uh, there's no question about that so join us there won't you that's the 21st Uh, it's really good fun I spiel for like a half an hour and uh, uh, then we show the movie and um, so if you listen to it at home as an auditory experience and I did just say auditory because I'm from the 70s this is an audium we're conducting here Uh, the uh, the uh, I smell truffles What's that George Harrison song? Have you seen the little piggies crawling in the dirt? The Beatles actually put a pig noise on one of their records, you guys. Know that as you move forward. The Beatles thought it would be funny at the end of one of their records called Piggies to go. It's pretty weird. Something else is weird, Greg. Um, Then the the second, the 28th of February, we're going to be at the Throckmorton Theater in Mill Valley, California, um, which is a a really diverse community. There's... (laughs) There's upper middle class white people there um, There's wealthy white people there There's acceptable Asians there People wear turquoise and sportswear Even though they're not planning on that um, It's an interesting place It's really fun Mort Saul plays downstairs every weekend And does it Now it's not a show It's a talk I think you just, he just fucking chats basically It's pretty cool I spoke with Mort the last time I was there and I said, "How'd the gig go?" And he went, "Ah, jazz lingo. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. He's like 90 something. Ah. Yeah. If you know what Mord Salt's face looks like, ah. Yeah, yeah Mord fucking Salt, baby." Uh, and so then we're there. Uh, then the second will be at uh, New Georges in San Rafael for a benefit. I'll give you more details about that when uh, I get them all. Then the eighth through the eleventh of March will be at the Helium in Portland. The podcast is the podcast is on the eighth. That's the Thursday. Then we're going to the Crocodile in Seattle, which we played last year and had a wonderful time. You may remember a story that I told about that, where I went out and back to smoke a joint in the alley behind the Crocodile, and one of the um, uh, employees of the Crocodile came out with an. Uh, they have a wood burning oven there. They have delicious pizza, you see, and he took a whole bin of uh, burning coals and put it into a plastic bin, and I watched it catch fire, (laughs) and I had to go alert the staff of the crocodile that they were setting my venue on fire before my show. (laughs) Of course, it was checked, and everything came out just fine. (laughs) We were in uh, Barbados once, Jennifer and I, on the Yacht Rock tour, and uh, I had just finished singing a Loggins and Messina song.
1: <laughs>
0: Even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey, and everything, I'm love. Listen to this fucking crowd. <laughs> and in the morning when I rise, Bring a tear of joy to my eyes And down me Everything Gonna be alright Wow (laughs) Tip of the kitten Tip of the kitten Wow, that was amazing You never know what song it's gonna be, do you? (laughs) I tried a thousand songs tonight, and nothing fucking worked. Immigrant song a little bit. The women were like, "Yeah, we've seen your leather pants." That one fucking got everybody. All of a sudden, people are crying and shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no girl who
0: holds the world in a paper cup. I'm gonna drink it up.
1: But it's you, you know. <laughs>
0: No one ever feels that way about Seals and Crofts, by the way. So, yeah. Dustbin. Someone went, Oh. I love Seals and Crofts. I can sing a bunch of Seals and Crofts. They did a song called Unborn Child that is the worst anti abortion song of all time. It really is. And for that it was on their greatest hits album, too. Talk about harshing your fucking mouth. I mean, there you are with Seals and Crofts and shit. Just fucking having the best time.
1: <laughs>
0: Diamond Girl. Bomb, bomb. You sure do shine. And then what was the other one? Uh, my friend Jane Aceto used to always sing it to me. A summer breeze. A magnificent Blowing through the jasmine in my mind. Right, yeah, you have to go high with them. Them in America always went fucking high. I love uh, what's that one? Um,
1: <laughs>
0: carry me back to Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan just went. Ugh, that's America, fuckers. <laughs> Gonna see my Daisy Jane Right? I'm a crazy man playing you, When you sang America or Seals and Cross, There can be no vibrato and no emotion in your voice You have to be as white as you can possibly be Does she really love me? I know she does Like the skies above me I don't know the fucking words It's time of night Everything's all right. right That was what the 70s were about And then there was Please come to Boston and- No, no. <laughs> Fuck you and fuck your shitty teams <laughs> Fuck the Whalers, Whatever your fucking teams are <laughs> The Buccaneers All of them Boston, down by the river, down by the dirty river. Um, then we're at the crocodile. Um, Jennifer always pointed out to me that Elton John's one of his shittiest songs is "Crocodile Rock." Then let us see what happens. There's always oh because. All right, I told you this once before and I'm gonna tell you again. I have Starbucks Moonlight Feels Right on my iPod. <laughs> Not a lot of people know the song, but it's as bad as Crocodile Rock. <laughs> I finally made a tricky French connection. Oh, yeah. Moonlight. Feels right. Oh, yeah. And drop the top by big Bay. <laughs> this is what's horrible about white guy songs they're going to tell you that they're going to sexually violate you I wanna know I'm giving you my one in <laughs> that me and me and Moon are itching to play gross <laughs> take a little trip beside the ocean and drop the top of Chesapeake Bay. I've never even been to Chesapeake Bay. I don't even know where it is. It's where the horses run, right? In that movie. I don't know. I'm, I'm lying, you guys. Jesus. And people, everyone's, Maryland, Maryland. Who cares? Who cares where it is? Who cares? I was going to go into a horse thing. And now, Maryland is where it is. Mar- Maryland's a commonwealth It's not a state <laughs> Beat up little seagull I can, I don't know if I can do Randy Newman oh. little, little sea, right? That song's fucking great Oh, Baltimore West Hard Just a <laughs> Sometimes Barry I, I think I called him Barry Newman I think I called him by the 70s actor's name Barry Newman from the movie Vanishing Point what's his fucking name? Randy Randy Newman I called him Barry Newman Randy Newman Randy Newman forgets he's in the middle of the song right? he sings a little bit and then it just fucking disappears for a while and shit standing on the corner talking about the women women that though. You can't fool the fat man. No, you can't fool me. You're just a two-bit grifter. That's all you'll ever be. And then all of a sudden, it's 1912. Bum, 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 bum. Was he listening to Scott Joplin when he made that record? Uh, then we'll be in Philadelphia. Elton John's other best song now. If Crocodile Rock... Cause I remember when rock was young Me and Susie had I told you the time I met Bernie Taupin, right? So I go to this gig Well, with my friend, John Pidgeon, God rest his soul Swirling in the heavens John it was recording in Hollywood And he had Bernie Taupin in And he always said, come late or whatever So I was going to meet him afterward I can't remember what was going on Anyway, I went and um, I got to meet Bernie Taupin There he was at the door, quite short wrote the lyrics to all of Elton songs and whatnot and I went hi it's a pleasure to meet you and he went mm. and I was like oh really and um, it was the exact same time I went uh, I was going to go to the Bernie Taupin show that night because he was playing in town but I had to go to the Falco Memorial
1: because
0: Falco was nicer than Bernie fucking Taupin was to me that night he was a superstar no that was a good fucking 80s song Hamo Deus, hamu Deus. Oh, um, We'll be in Philadelphia and there's the Elton John song that's good. Uh, Till the whippoorwill of freedom zap me. Right between the eyes. Why did the whippoorwill of freedom zap you? Oh, you're Elton John and you were hanging out with Billie Jean King. God, the, the, the professional tennis league in the 70s was so awesome. It was so lesbianic. It was just it was really good it was really good don't let anyone tell you different this, the professional soccer league in the 70s never really got off the ground Pele played for the Cosmos that was awesome but the, a professional tennis league or the ATF or whatever they fucking called it um, had Billy Jean King playing for the Philadelphia Freedoms and Elton John did a fucking song about them that was on the radio all the time that was really weird because it had flutes in it and shit <laughs> I used to be a heart beaten for some... W- I don't even understand what's happening in this fucking song. A lesbian tennis team? This is crazy. It'll never work. Yeah, it fucking did. Then there was the Neil Sedaka one. It could have been me. I don't care if you ever laugh again during this show. There's food in that party... And they were playing Prince when Brian and I were out there before. And I have dope, so I'm going to go out there. Smoke my dope, listen to Prince, and eat their fucking food. And you guys sit back here and no, we were funnier than you. Why is it always a contest with you guys? Love you. Then I'm just being a dick. You don't have to help me. Uh, we'll be in Philadelphia the 29th to the 31st. The podcast is on the 29th. The, in April, the 25th to the 28th in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, the CODcast will be on the 26th. of The Carlton Bar... Yeah, the CODcast. Oh my God, Halifax. The seafood is to fucking die! There's uh, oysters from Prince Edward Island. There's oysters from Labrador. For reals, you guys. Yeah. Think of it. Think of something salty and briny going off in your mouth. No. Maybe I put this the wrong way. Cuz I live and breathe for Philadelphia freedom. Um then oh, I'm not going to read that date. Fuck you. Why am I telling my phone fuck you? So, I've turned into Todd Glass here. We're talking to my phone. <laughs> 15 pages of material 11 minutes we're never getting through this Uh, the women's march was uh, yeah all weekend long this goes out on Monday We've had the Women's March on Saturday and Sunday, all over the world, all around the world. Well, if you watched regular mainstream media, it was as if nothing had happened. Um, And here's where I'm coming in to tell you that uh, reality and truth prevail. As you've seen, um, there's a giant groundswell um, against the orange uh, tide. And uh, this proves it once more. It wasn't an anomaly the first time out. It was uh, simply a starting point. The fact that everywhere I looked, including the New York Times and even MSNBC, uh, which is a place that tries to fool liberals into believing that there's some sort of slant for us to get our fucking teeth into, and occasionally they'll throw us a bone like Joy Reed or something, and then they go right back to where they want to be, thousands of people marched. Millions of people marched. Millions of people marched last time. Millions of people marched this time. In fact, the march a year ago might have been the biggest march in the history of the United States. The one yesterday and today also that big. Um, He's overwhelmingly unpopular. We are in the majority. We will win. You've seen what's happened with all the elections. I'm going to read you a couple of numbers here that will lift your spirits uh, before I go into uh, why the coverage is so skewed. Um, When uh, Hillary was running for president, um, you may have I've noticed, um... There was a, a kind of a drift against her by the mainstream media and a lot of the men uh, that were there. And um, uh, all, uh, so far, seven men who were dead set against her have had to resign because every single one of them couldn't resist the urge to sexually harass everyone that was underneath them uh, in their employment. So that'll give you a real goddamn good idea of how things are skewed, uh, notwithstanding the fact that start naming me women who own giant multinational media corporations and then we can start the discussion up again when you've come to your fucking senses when you start telling me how many presidents of networks and how many CEOs of companies that run the media are women then we'll start the conversation again when you're ready to be a human being that's an adult that can talk about stuff that's grown up stuff if you're going to come at me with (laughs) can't you understand that one point of view is being put forward by a group of rich? rich white guys who want other rich white guys to keep putting that forward. Rich white guys who pay other white guys way too much to have locks in their office they can operate from their desk and to invite interns back to their house. Yeah, I'm not going to let up on this because it doesn't need to be let up on. And if any guys are butthurt or bruised, if any guys are James franco in the fray or feel like they're Liam neeson and that it's all gone a little too far and that's a, a witch hunt, um, fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you and your shitty male privilege. Listen to women all the time and start listening now. And if you feel disgruntled about it, if you're Matt Damoning and you had to go run and hide back in the cave after using the I have daughters defense, um, put your dick away for a while and eat some yogurt and deal. You need to have a yeast infection in your mangina before you can fucking walk a mile in anyone's fucking slippers, you fucking douchewad. Um... Jennifer sent me this from Mother Jones and by the way Jennifer marched in the march I was in Oraville. yes thank you she represented for me because I couldn't go I went with her last year I had to make money this year you know this story uh, are you going to excuse yourself yeah I am I have a fucking job too you guys uh, the women's march never ended these stats prove it it's from Mother Jones Ashley DeJean or DeJean wrote this just a couple 2400 the number of women who attended Emily's List candidate trainings in 2017 28 the number of women in Virginia's House of Delegates after the election last year 602 the number of women likely to run for congress or statewide office in 2018 that's up 300 from the year before there is nothing for it but for women to take over. When will all of this stop? When will we have peace? When will everything be groovy again? When women are represented equally in the media, in sports, in the government, in every element of society. The reason why men are allowed to run amok like this and take their dick out and feel that it's okay to sexually harass women all the time and objectify them and treat them like they are nothing, uh, uh, that, that they're, they're not equal, that they're not even human, that they're objects. That they're less than objects Is because men have the fucking ball And the sooner you get your mind around that And the sooner you try to get everyone else's mind around that The happier we're all going to fucking be How do we do that? By supporting the women in your life One, two Uh, When women run for office, back them Um, But what if I disagree with them? Why don't you put your dick away for five fucking minutes? Um, You've had plenty of time to embarrass yourself with candidates like Bernie Sanders and Gary Johnson over the last couple of fucking years. You know what I'm talking about? And I know there's Bernie Bros and we're all on the same team. I still love you. Come over to my side and we'll all be cool. I realize he's voted and blah, 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 blah. I get it, I get it, I get it. Um, When you call Planned Parenthood part of the establishment and you run that fucking right-wing talking points bullshit, mm mm-mm, you've got to come back crawling to me. As uh, as so many Bernie people said to me, you've got to earn my vote. (laughs) So, uh, having said that, um, all the men who slagged off Hillary um, are are one by one being picked off uh, by the giant wave uh, that's coming of women... Not exacting revenge on men. How about um, some sort of internal justice in a system that's been skewed for, I don't know, when did the matriarchy end? 50,000 years ago? 30,000 years ago? 25,000? 15,000 years ago? You name the date when men took it back over, Uh, then then we can all talk. Uh, So, uh, we're having a thing now um, where the... um, racist death cult that runs the government has decided that they're going to throw these weird equivalencies at the media and say that there's some sort of contentious argument going on about whether the government should continue operating while the presiding racist um, death cult party um, controls the entire government. So when you control the entire government, You pretty much have the prerogative to do whatever you want and make the government carry on operating as an entity. They've chosen not to do that for racist and only racist reasons. Um, You understand what's going on. Uh, A lot of people don't because they get confused because you hear people say things like, there's been a lot of arguments with the Democrats and it's a Schumer shutdown. (laughs) Well, perish the thought. Um, Like the Women's March being the most gigantic event, and everyone's aware of that, whether the news will say it or not. Um, We're all aware that the racist death cult that is the uh, Republican Party um, is absolutely On the back of their unbelievably unpopular so-called tax cuts, um, which were um, funded by the Koch brothers and the Mercers and all the billionaires who really needed it, um, are moving into this area here where um, we're going to start rounding people up and putting them in camps and all that. Their dream come true. It's, It's not going to happen and it's going to be contested. But I just want you to know at the outset here that this isn't a two-sided issue. There's only one side. When Nazis are acting like Nazis, they're Nazis. And that's reality. And don't feel freaky about embracing that. Um, Just because everyone doesn't say something's the truth doesn't mean it isn't the truth. And it doesn't mean you're fucking crazy. We're not all Winston Smith writing in a book uh, alone in our room, uh, Freedom is the Freedom to Say 2 plus 2 equals 4. We're millions of people marching down the goddamn street. Um, Women or Organized um, for two years in a row, the biggest demonstration of all time, which led to all of women running for office, which led to the giant Democratic landslide, which led to women of color leading the charge in every election, including the Roy Moore one, while white, old, empowered men haven't done shit and the government is closed right now so understand that juxtaposition so if you feel bad or lonely or sad and shit you have one job and that's to fucking make some fucking calls and get your shit together Tammy Duckworth has no legs and is the senator from Illinois And uh, um, Orange 45 tweeted something insipid yesterday. I don't like to read his tweets, so I'm not going to. But in any case, it was one of his lies about the military and this and that. And this is what Tammy Duckworth wrote back. I will not be lectured about what our military needs by a five deferment draft dodger. She also gave a speech on the floor of the Senate where she said she called him (laughs) Cadet cadet bone spur. I don't see how more badass you can be than Tammy Duckworth. So understand there are lots of heroes and there are lots of people. When you, when you hear your friends go, no one's doing anything. Lots of people are doing lots of things, man. They really, really are. Yeah, it's a shit show. It's a sideshow. It's a circus. Anyone else would be out. Why isn't he out? Because a racist death cult is controlling the government and is supported by the media. That's why. If there were uh, uh, more Democrats, which there will be in uh, a short time, uh, things would be different. Don't trust anyone who blocked Merrick Garland for over a year. Don't trust anyone. Merrick Garland wasn't even a liberal by our standards, he was okay. But he would have been better than Neil Gorsuch, who's a straight doctrinaire, horrible Scalia-type weird, I-hate-the-poor-I-hate-women-I-hate-people-of-color kind of dude. Amy Siskin writes a column... Oh, I'm going to touch ever so briefly on Stormy Daniels, and I don't mean that in a a generalized way. She was doing a gig this weekend uh, at a dance club that was between an airport and a cemetery. You can read about it in the Washington Post and the New York Times. Um, I'd like to point that out, um, that the person she had the affair with um, right after he was married and had a child, um, uh, never mind, uh, moralizing is is an interesting occupation because it always comes back to bite you in the ass, but I will say this. When a party that was so vehement that ran a five-year investigation against um, President Clinton um, and came up with not as much as they might have, Uh, If you recall, the cost and expense of the star report, um, and the conclusions that it drew, um, and we all know what Bill Clinton did and it was ratty as fuck and he shouldn't have fucking done it. And in the climate we're in now, it would have been a much different thing, except that look who is in office now who has millions of accused people, uh, millions of people accusing him of being a predator, which he, we know, uh, and, um, uh, whether or not he has sex with a porn star is not the relevant point of this. The relevant point of his is several things. One, he's a philandering, immoral person, which I don't respect in any way. Two, he, uh, by the standards of his own party, two... Um, he can be blackmailed for this and a shell corporation was set up in Delaware that was run by his lawyer Mr. Cohn um, to pay people off this is um, um, constitutional crisis so whether you think it's a salacious story and it only oh shit it's only the number five story of the week because he's so fucking crazy remember in the maelstrom um, it's quite important um, like him owning property like him throwing parties at his own place and by the way did you see the pictures you have to go to Jennifer sent me this again too riot women go to the site Riot Woman um, they had pictures of the Mar-a-Lago party do um, you have not seen Village of the Damned part two <laughs> till you have seen the white people there are more blonde people there's a picture of Eric Trump going like this at a table <laughs> you may have read on uh, the interwebs today the caviar was served with plastic spoons and people complained about it lengthily on Instagram and then the accoutrements were like Zwayback biscuits and shit like that and, um, and Triscuits and whatever um, the, the the Scambino crime family that's running this country is in a complete uh, tizzy right now I, in my opinion the reason why all of this uh, giant um, shitstorm shithole shutdown is even happening is because the jaws of justice are closing on them and uh, they're panicky pretty goddamn hard and with good uh, reason I really don't have time to go into this whole thing but I will say this um, women have been braver this week uh Women are brave every week, um, but the gymnasts from the U.S. gymnast team, 150 of them came forward. Um, If this doesn't point to you, that even at the highest accomplishments of women athletics, and by the way, gymnasts and figure skaters, right, almost as much as any women athletes, maybe tennis, are the most venerated of all women athletes, um, that this was allowed to go on forever. The University of Michigan State has to answer, the Olympic Committee, um, 150 women came forward. And that's how many it takes. So, if you're a man and you're still thinking, oh gosh, this Me Too thing really makes me feel victimized, um, you really need to reconsider your shit in a big goddamn hurry and understand that even women who are vaunted, uh, who are heroes, who are on television, wearing gold medals, dancing around, and being the excellent fucking um, emblems of the best America could put together, um, that you need to rethink uh, what you're talking about and what you're thinking about. Hmm. We're going to pull up here, but not without a few words of uh, delicious uh, encouragement here. Um, uh, Frankie Muse Friedman uh, passed away and went into the heavens this week. 101 years old. That's not a tragedy. She was known as Frankie Freedom, raised in a segregated town in Virginia. She was young. Uh, She wanted to be a lawyer. She became a civil rights attorney, and she was a civil rights attorney for 70 years, was it? Um, The lead attorney in Davis versus St. Louis housing in 1952, which helped end racial racial segregation in public housing in St. Louis. She was the first woman to join the U.S. Civil Rights Commission in 64. She served on the commission for 16 years, um, the United Way and the Girl Scouts. Her footsteps were added to the international civil rights rights walk of fame. Um, There is no replacing Frankie Meese Freeman. But I assure you that there are a million uh, Frankie Mews Freemans out there right now uh, doing the work. And that's what we all need to remember. Only by participating in this society can you change it. And you have the vaunted position of being, one, privileged, and two, um, sitting, uh, sitting here in California. We're a republic all on our own, much like Maryland is a commonwealth. And uh, we, we can swing our thing around and, uh, and, and enact change. And I urge you uh, to do that, uh, and just that, and follow uh, your heart. Uh, don't get swayed by lies and uh, dissembling. Uh, you, I think, know uh, what's true. And um, it's a terrible line, but uh, uh, you, you, you have to understand that. Uh, <laughs> those truths are self-evident um, it, not that all men are created equal but that all of us are created equal and that it's time we start acting that way a little bit uh, to one another uh, Dolores O'Riordan is swirling in the heavens we say goodbye to her and Slancha, uh, you have been the smartest crowd in the world I have been the smartest man in the world thank you very much for coming out tonight may every page you turn be a satchel page may every bell that rings for you be a cool Papa bell and if you have to buy bonds make sure they're very bonds I wish you nothing but love, peace i yeah.